Welcome to the Ready, Set, Transform podcast, where you have a seat at the table with CEOs, industry leaders, and tech experts. The topic, business transformation. No sales pitches or marketing talk, just real stories from companies of all sizes and industries. You'll hear business executives' inside view of their company's transformation journey. They'll share examples and concepts that can help you and your business thrive. Get unique perspectives on how leading companies tackle the biggest challenges facing businesses today. Ready, Set, Transform is brought to you by Rise with SAP. Welcome to Ready, Set, Transform, presented by Rise with SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're here with another panel of very interesting, very savvy people, and we have a hot topic that's important to our listeners all around the world. Moving to the cloud, how do you prepare? And more important than that, how do you succeed? So before I have my two esteemed guests introduce themselves, let me start out with a couple of buzz quotes, and I'll set us up for our topic. Buzz quote number one is from Daniel Bell, American sociologist, writer, editor, professor at Harvard University. And here's the quote. Listen up. Technology, like art, is a soaring exercise of the human imagination. Just let that sink in for a second. Buzz number two is from the futurist, famous also, Alvin Toffler. And he was responsible for being one of the world's outstanding futurists. That's his claim to fame. Here's the quote. The great growling engine of change, technology. And I think we can add in the cloud also to that, Mr. Toffler, if you don't mind. And now buzz number three. This is from Sir Arthur C. Clarke. You all may recognize his name. He co-wrote the screenplay for the 1968 film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. And that's considered one of the most influential films of all time. Here's the quote. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. I love that quote. So what are we talking about today? Technology investments are a big part of the budget for companies in all industries. And we're talking to you, our listeners around the world. And under that tech umbrella, one of the top priorities today is to move your legacy systems to the cloud. Just let that sink in. You know about it. You may already be on your way in your cloud journey. We're going to talk about how to get there. The advantages of cloud are tremendous. 24-7 access from anywhere. Good. Flexibility to get more computing power. Wonderful. And always up-to-date software. Amazing. Or just a few. There's no question about it. It is a smart decision to move to the cloud. However, there are several options in the market in different types of cloud deployment. How do you choose the best one for your organization? What are the first steps of a successful transformation journey? How does the roadmap look like? What does it look like? Who makes that roadmap for you? And finally, is your organization really ready to drive that transformation? We have Clay Caldwell. Clay, and somebody sees the video, just wave hello. There he is. We are recording this video, and we will look at that later. We might get some clips on, on social media. We're going to ask Clay Caldwell at SAP and Harish Chava. Harish, please wave hello at Wild Cornell Medicine. We're going to ask them to share the concepts, the drivers, and the requirements that can help your company move to the cloud. So our episode today is called Moving to the Cloud, How to Prepare and Succeed, Ready, Set, Transform, presented by Rise with SAP. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's get our guests to introduce themselves. Clay Caldwell, you're up first. Please do me the honor of telling our listeners who you are, what you do. Clay, why are you here? What's your passion for this topic? And welcome. Okay, I'll do my best. Thanks for having me, Bonnie. So, uh, Clay Caldwell here. I am the Chief Revenue Officer for SAP with uh, with our Rise business. I'm um, 
Uh, we all do this at SAP. I'm close to 20 years um, around SAP. Varying roles. I've been really lucky to, to hold a couple of um, entrepreneurial type roles at SAP, building up businesses. This is the, the latest of them. Um, rises our business transformation offering. And, uh, and prior to this, let's see, I was doing uh, work around our private cloud with Hunt Enterprise Cloud, running the Americas. I've also um, started and built the, uh, the engagement, engagement side of the business for our private cloud. Um, done some unique things around rapid deployment services at SAP. It's just, it's been a really fun run, um, Bonnie. And as far as passion, um, I don't know. I, I, I was here at the inception of, you know, where our private cloud business at SAP, probably the, the longest tenured member. I am absolutely passionate about, uh, about moving customers to the cloud. I mean, I, I wake up in the morning thinking about it. I go to bed um, figuring out how to adapt, improve, and uh, do things better for our customers. I am excited to be here today. Thank you. Bob. Thank you very much. And Clay, just to level set, I know that Rise with SAP launched in January of this year, 2021. So you're approaching the one year. Is it a birthday? Is it anniversary? Is there a big celebration planned, Clay? We'll do, we'll do something pretty significant <laughs> at the beginning of the year, too. I want to I want to be there for that. That's that's going to be something interesting because I know it's helping lots of companies around the world in their transformation journey to the cloud. So we're very honored to have you, and we know you're busy. Thank you for your time, Clay. And we have a special guest invited here today by Clay. We have Harish Chava, Harish at Weill Cornell Medicine in New York. Harish, welcome. Please honor us with your bio. Who are you? What do you do? What does cloud mean to you? And what's your passion for being here today? Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Boni and uh, Clay, for giving me this opportunity. I mean, this is great to know, uh, especially this topic is quite interesting for me right now because, you know, this is the mantra. I mean, you hear cloud everywhere. Um, and the perception of cloud is, is entirely different from every individual. So just to introduce myself, um, I'm Harish Java. It's been 22 years. I've been working on SAP platforms uh, for quite some time. I've been with Wild Cornell since 2010, uh, and it's been an amazing journey with with Cornell, uh, especially with you know the industry we are in. Uh, it's a higher uh, higher education space, and it is extremely challenging in that environment. Um, and it's it the passion for me is obviously you know the missions of the college are extremely important. Obviously, healthcare, education, and then you know we look at research as well. So that's an extremely important area where I am, and I'm passionate that you know, I'm working with with Wal Cornell. Mm-hmm. Now, on the SAP side, and why I'm here, um, you know, I like to take up challenges, and especially this is an important journey. Um, and we've been partnering with SAP since you know a, a decade now, uh, especially with Wal Cornell. And in 2014, we took up the I think we were the first in North America uh, when we moved our entire business suite into uh, the private cloud, which Clay is talking about, uh, Han Enterprise Cloud. And that was extremely challenging, and we were able to do it in like five months um, with the partnership with SAP. Um, And I like to take up more challenges because now, especially with cloud, helping the business move to the cloud and ensuring that there is a lot of improvement from a business process standpoint. And that's extremely challenging, working with business stakeholders, working with vendors to understand the right technology. It is extremely challenging, and that's that really drives me, and that's my passion. 
Thank you very much. I was looking up some background on Weill Cornell. It's the Medical College of Cornell University. Very, very interesting. Been around for years. Great reputation. And we're very honored to have you here. I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone from your organization before in any of these shows. So, Harish, thank you very much. We have two very passionate people about cloud here today, and now let's find out how passionate they are through the quotes. I've asked Clay and Harish to send me a quote from a movie, a song, a fictional TV character that has absolutely nothing to do with the topic. If they did, it might be something like, I've looked at life from both sides now by in the, the cloud by Judy Collins. Yes, but we didn't get those quotes. So, Clay has sent us a quote from... The character called Captain, who is the prison warden, I think people are saying, I think I know the movie, played by Struther Martin, the actor, in Cool Hand Luke 1967 American prison drama film. This is the number 11 film on the American Film Institute's 100 Years 100 movie quotes. Interesting, the quote you picked, Clay. And here's the quote, iconic. What we've got here is failure to communicate. And I didn't attempt to do it in the actor's characteristic accent. So, Clay, who is failing to communicate? What does this have to do with our topic about getting to the cloud? Talk to me. I was wondering whether you were going to do that with with my (laughs) accent or not. I could pull that off for you, Bonnie. Please do. Um, No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. I can't do that here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I love the movie. Cool Hand Luke is just a classic for me. Paul Newman was um, just a class act. And and, uh, and I mean, how it equates to the cloud, I, I talk about it a lot. Communication is just um, as a vessel, it's, the, it's free. It's one of the things that's uh, most underrepresented. It's one of the, one of the biggest failures, um, to, I mean, to really quote it, it's one of the biggest failures I see in cloud deployments is, uh, is lack of communication, lack of communication between um, companies and their vendors, lack of communication, intercompany. Um, lack of communication with uh, with proper steering. Um, it, it's something that's so easy to fix, and um, and I, I, it's just uh, it's always been wholly applicable. I start uh, I start some of the projects with the quote, Bonnie. Thank you very much. What's interesting is. Clay, is there a failure to communicate in terms of getting to the cloud? I know there are lots of definitions for the cloud. What is cloud? To to the, it, Harish is is, where, is smiling. I, and to our listeners, I have the privilege of being on Zoom video with my guests, so I can see them as they speak, which adds to our conversation. But Clay, is there a failure to communicate? With says, yeah, we're going to go to the cloud. Well, I talked to our CFO. I talked to our CTO. I talked to our CMO. What are we talking about? Are they all? Talking or is it a tower of Babel when it comes to talking about getting to the cloud? Just quickly, what do you think? Oh, I think I think we'll get the chance to unpack that more over over the course of this podcast. I mean, it was no accident that uh, that I partnered up with my friend Harish here. Um, I wouldn't say Harish and I have always had the the friendliest communications, or or we've had breakdown in communications, but um, but I think we'll have a good interaction because. Um, because he, he's going to be able to expound a little bit on on where we have broken down and where we've done well over the last years. Yeah, it's a critical piece. Thank you very much. Very important. Let's go to the quote Harish has sent us. This is from a character named Tall, T-H-A-A-L, Sinestro. It sounds sinister. Played by the actor Mark Strong. Sparring with Hal Jordan, played by Ryan Reynolds. It seems to be in every movie today. The movie Green Lantern, 2011 American superhero film based on, of course, the DC Comics character of the same name. Here's the quote. This is a long one. Fear is the enemy of will. 
Will is what makes you take action. Fear is what stops you and makes you weak. You must ignore your fear when you are afraid you can't act. Wow, this sounds like a lesson to be learned here. Harish, how did you find this interesting quote? And what does it have to do with our topic about moving to the cloud? Go ahead. So this is interesting, and it resonated pretty well with the situation we are in right now. And if you really look at it, I mean, there's a saying, don't fix something which is broken, which is not broken, right? I mean, if you really look at it, if you ask any of the business stakeholders or any IT leaders, they would probably say the same thing. I mean, we've been working in a particular platform or a particular solution for quite some time. And there's been a lot of, you know, technology changes or custom changes, which has been running pretty well for them. And, you know, the will of change doesn't come easily for those organizations, which have been running pretty smooth with a status quo and, you know, everything has been comfortable. That's where I think, you know, a change of this magnitude, especially when we talk about cloud software coming in or we moving to the cloud or migrating to, you know, the private hosting or anything of that nature, it comes with a, a little bit of disruption. I mean, you know, uh, I can say a little bit. It depends on how good you're planning it. Uh, but it can be a, a big disruption as well. And nobody would want to take up that until and unless you really have a strong will to work with business stakeholders and IT leaders to basically sell the idea and really talk about the benefits of moving to the cloud. And, you know, obviously being very transparent about the disruption it's going to cause and getting a buy-in to make sure that we're making that move, that takes a lot of effort. And I think that is where it really resonated with me in terms of really, if you, if you really have to act, you really need to have that strong will to push this forward and make sure that that happens. And eventually, you know, it's going to benefit the organization you're working for. Thank you very much. Very interesting quote. And those are very strong words in terms of underpinning the move, right? And it goes beautifully. I have to tell our listeners, these two gentlemen, I don't think, sat down in a room and said, okay, let's pick quotes that go together. But failure to communicate the quote that Clay shared with us and being strong and being able to say, this is what we're going to do. We will have disruptions. Things will happen along the way, but we are committed and we will communicate it clearly. The two quotes go, go together very well. See how this works, Clay? Clay, you want to say something? Go ahead. No, no. Keep oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to go now to the part of the show where my guests have each sent me six discussion statements about to help flesh out our conversation today. And this is how we will drive it. I'll read a statement from Clay first. Clay, I'm going to ask you to unpack it, take a couple of minutes. And then I'm going to ask Harish. Harish, I have only known Clay very briefly, but he's a very nice person. And I'm going to ask you to agree or disagree. And he told me before the show, it's okay if you disagree with him. Just do it nicely. Okay. So there we go. We don't want a failure to communicate. So Clay told me the following. Clay, I'm looking at your statement number two. This looks really interesting to me as an entry point. You say, ensure your cloud strategy follows your customer and business strategy. It's one thing if you're a unicorn and you have a brand new business model, but it's another to create a cloud strategy that disrupts instead of supports your business strategy. Interesting as a follow-up to what Harish just explained about disruption. Clay, I'm putting you on speaker view for our video. Go ahead and unpack this, please. Clay Caldwell. Super. Thank you. So so what I mean by ensuring your cloud strategy follows your, your, your business strategy is a lot of companies, the, the net new customers, the disruptors out there, the unicorns, those that are on the on the upswing, they don't have the you know the the mature business strategy. They are 
they are in a, a position where they can adopt a cost strategy and parallel that as a best practice to what's already been considered best practice in the cloud. Like that's 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 a neat scenario. But for many of the enterprise customers in the world that have business strategies that, you know, a company that makes widgets, I see them going in and I see I see many companies making the mistake of trying to set a cloud strategy and then trying to adapt their business model around it instead of forcing their, their vendors, their partners to adapt around their business model. And another way to look at it is if you juxtapose it against even just us personally, like we don't buy or sell the same things like how we used to 10 years ago, right? Like everything's changed. Like we all, everybody on this, on this podcast right now has a, a, a personal consumption-based plan for, for your phone or for, you know, your, your, uh, your entertainment purposes. Like this wasn't around 10, 15 years ago. And, and we've adapted personally. I think the same thing is a lot of our more mature customers um, really try and go adapt themselves to, to what vendors view as the proper cloud strategy instead of forcing um, the cloud strategy to adopt to, the, to what the, what's gotten these companies to be great so far. Thank you very much. Let's see what Harish has to say. Harish, talk to me. Agree or disagree? I, I think I agree to to Clay to an extent, and it's it's extremely. It sometimes it becomes a cash twenty two situation, right? If you if you really look at it, I mean, you generally hear IT teams talking about cloud strategy. You know, the first cloud. The reasons probably are a little different from you know the business uh, planning to move to the cloud. Especially, you know, when when you talk about IT talking about moving to the cloud, it's more about infrastructure requirements and, you know, making sure that systems are available 24 by 7 and all of that. But the business transformation is something which comes from the business. So if it's a pretty much lift and shift, you know, it's easy for IT to talk about that language and say, you know, let's just move it. But I think if if everything needs to fall in place, it's it's working with the business and making sure that you're partnering with them moving and creating a cloud strategy. It's not one team versus the other. From an organization standpoint, holistically, you have to come up with a cloud strategy and make sure that you're transforming the business along with the IT side of things. So that's where I'll leave it. Uh, but I think I, I do agree to, to Clay's statements, but I just this is just an addition to that part of it. Thank you. Clay, anything you want to say back to Harish before we move on? No, thanks, Bonnie. Okay, good. Now, I'm, Harish, I'm looking at your statement number three you sent me, and I think that we can expand what's been said so far. Educate, communicate. There's that word again, communicate. You say, once the decision to move to the cloud has been made, it's important to socialize the roadmaps with the business stakeholders and educate them on the path forward. Important to talk about current challenges and what you plan to achieve by moving to new solutions. Let's talk about roadmaps. Who creates this roadmap? Who is the source? We often say we or you need to have a roadmap. Does IT make the roadmap? Does the flag waiver, Clay, that's an old term we used to use in business. Who is the banner waiver for this new project? Who is the flag waiver? Where does the main energy sit? Where is the fire in the belly? Okay, who makes the roadmap? And is this something that's a work in progress? Go ahead, Harish. It's a very interesting question. And I think there's no one size fits all especially with the org structures uh, in place, right? I mean, every organization has a different org structure. 
sometimes you know it organizations especially with erps who are supporting it they fall into the business bucket sometimes and in certain cases it is independent than the business units itself so at least you know if i can speak for my organization um you know it's it's a part and parcel of it um, it sits outside of the business areas but when we look at it we understand the the technology constraints uh we understand you know what is the i would say end of life for certain products and sometimes those become drivers for us to initiate the conversation that being said what we tend to do is work with the business to understand their existing challenges and also understand the trends which are happening outside of what we have and really map that together and really come up with a cohesive plan to say hey you know let's create a five year roadmap or a seven year roadmap which clearly depicts what is our environment what does our environment look like today and eventually how does our environment look like in five years from now right so it is a step by step process it is not like you just turn on the switch and say okay let's just move everything to the cloud it doesn't happen that way so you really have to piece together everything and make sure that you're causing the least of disruption to the business and ensuring that there is a corrective mechanism of how you're going to transform your business as well as move to the cloud together and that is what you need to start socializing with the business stakeholders to make sure that there's an agreement and they understand the kind of disruption it's going to cause and the value it is going to bring as we move forward to the cloud so that's where it's extremely important that we keep that engagement going and communicate with with our stakeholders thank you harisha one of the keywords i picked up from all of the wonderful suggest uh, wonderful insights you shared you said together going there together socialize educate communicate roadmap plan all about doing it together cohesively clay thoughts on what harisha shared So Harish it's interesting I think that the role of IT it's as we watch as we watch the the cloud mature I think the role of IT has morphed but I would say it's probably more important than ever like what you what you talk about with education and communication developing roadmaps I don't know that these were necessarily items that IT was responsible for 10 years ago and there's a you see sometimes a, a fear in the IT department that um that adaptation of uh, bringing more and more cloud in multi multi cloud vendor contracts etc cetera, etc cetera, um is going to um take away some of the strength that uh, that the IT organization had before i would argue that it's exactly opposite it's just um what i've seen going on with your business you you've evolved um you guys play the coach now more um in that sense from a uh, from a roadmap perspective so i i think you i think you've nailed it here just um communication with uh with your various stakeholders um a lot of things that you didn't have to do prior um you've you've evolved and this that's that's my observation evolving is another good word harish anything you want to say back to clay clay i put our next statement in the chat for you harish No I totally agree with Clay. I mean it's it's a mixed bag and you know every organization is a little different and you just have to adapt and you know sometimes it's the IT uh, teams which have a little bit of advantage because they're looking at it from a technology standpoint rather than the business standpoint. So it it really it's a very thin line. Sometimes it becomes like IT driving certain things which probably is not the case. 
But again, you know, as I said, it's more about a partnership between all the three folks, which is the business stakeholders, the IT vendors who we need to work with, as well as the IT team. So, Thank you very much. And let's move on, Clay. I have picked a statement from you that's uh, provocative in itself. Statement number four, you say, utilize your migration to the cloud to consolidate current commercial complexities. And Clay adds, enterprise Companies, customers, more often than not, have war and peace contract documents. Take the opportunity to radically simplify. And anybody who doesn't know what war and peace is, Clay, forgive me, but there might be some people out there. It was the greatest work by Russian author Leo Tolstoy, first published serially, then in its entirety in 1869, one of his finest achievements and one of the classics of world literature. And it's a big book. And I was recently watching a uh, drama on Netflix where somebody said, make a list of what you have to do today. And she said, well, how do I do that? I said, well, give me the 10 things top of mind. And the woman's going on and on and on. The person making the list said, I didn't ask you to rewrite War and Peace. I just asked you to give me a list of 10 things. And I just heard that last night. So reading this, Clay, brings that to mind. Clay, talk to me. What are you talking about? Commercially complexities and simplifying. How do we do that? Bonnie, remind me never to play Trivial Pursuit with you either. Um, (laughs) So consolidation and aggregation, um, there are great opportunities here. uh, And and there's, there's... Different stakeholders and, and companies that can benefit here. It's not just it's not just like we can we can consolidate what we're doing with infrastructure provider, what we're doing with software provider, what we're doing with uh, managed services provider. We can consolidate an SLA. Like we can get into that in a little bit, but just purely commercially for the benefit of the CPOs around the world. Um, let's really take a close look at the. 20, 30, 40 years of, of commercial agreements that enterprise, um, enterprise companies like, like SAP and others have with, uh, with companies and, and the opportunity to simplify those, those commercial vessels. You know, there's, there, you know, I'm not myopic. There's other, other enterprise um, providers out there. And, and all of our companies out there have, have, multiple agreements like this that can go on and on. Now, these are for the more mature businesses that have been around for a long time. But my point is, take the opportunity to simplify. Like we, we as much as anybody want to simplify with you on the, on the commercial construct. Um, and outside of, uh, outside of consolidation, aggregation, aggregation being great opportunities, um, it's, it's in a form of better relationship at the end of the day um, to, to have the simplification done. Harish, uh, any inputs on this? I have to tell you, Harish, first, War and Peace was 1,225 pages in its original edition in 1869. Clay, I just know all this stuff. I don't have to look. I just, I just know this. Yes. Harish, talk to Clay. It's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, the, the mantra of simplification is very tricky. And, you know, I agree 100% to what Clay had said. It all boils down to relationships with vendors and partnerships with vendors and how we basically trust each other in, in what we're going to be doing, right? I mean, if we don't trust each other, if we don't partner together, then we're bound to fail. And I think that is the key to success. And the contractual side of it and the complexities, unfortunately, sometimes it's the legal stuff which which needs to happen for various reasons, 
And I hope, you know, we, we'd never get into that. But as, as Clay said, if you don't simplify it, it is extremely complex. The devil is in the details, unfortunately, when you're doing certain work. And especially at this magnitude, it is, it is very difficult to basically put a scope together and say, okay, this is what it is. You know, things start moving when you really, you know, start working on sessions with, with individuals and start working on understanding what, what do we need to do. And what the product does. Um, so it, it's more about partnership rather than anything else. Uh, it's unfortunate that the legal contracting and, you know, the complexities do arise. Uh, but I think we only succeed because of the partnerships and the trust we, we have. Thank you very much. Clay, anything you want to say back to Harish? Thank you. Oh, you're good. Okay, a lot of agreement here. A lot of a lot of good buzzwords are coming out of this. Harish, I'm going to your statement number six. And again, these are we're amplifying in a way what each of you were saying. I think we we've agreed. It's a big deal to go to the club, but it's good. You have to prepare. You gotta share. You gotta socialize. You gotta collaborate. You gotta simplify. But let's talk about a very human part of all of this. So we get it down to the people level. Look at your statement number six, Harish. Change management. Adoption. It's all good to say what we've said, but people have to buy in, right? Adoption is a major success criterion. Effective change management is the key to success, engaging the user community as early as possible, involving them at key stages, educating them about process changes. I'm going to stop there. This is a great pack statement. Harish, please unpack it for me. Go ahead. So, you know, however good, um, you know, we do as part of the implementation or the core group, uh, but, you know, eventually when the rubber meets the road, you really want to make sure that everybody is all in with it. Uh, and the only way you can do it is through an effective change management. Um, and the reason why I state that is today, most of the success you gain is when there is enough adoption. People know what they're, they're going to get and what they're going to lose because obviously, to be fair, I mean, though we say that we have to move to the cloud, it doesn't mean that every user has a say in it and every user is going to get exactly what they're doing today. Things change and they need to understand what's going to change and how is it going to benefit from them, for them or somebody else. Today, you know, there might be a business process change which is driven out of this cloud migration and that severely impacts a particular user community in terms of how they, they do stuff. And I think knowing that ahead of time and planning for it and making sure that you're able to demonstrate to them about the benefits and, you know, what the outcome is going to be, it is the key to success. And if you don't have a proper change management strategy, you're not going to succeed. I mean, you might have done a phenomenal job in terms of how you're configuring the system and, you know, how you're designing the system and everything else. But eventually, when you put it in front of the end users, you want to make sure that they are properly trained. They are well informed ahead of time of what is coming and it's not a surprise to them. And that's how you succeed. And that's why I think, you know, effective change management is the key to success. Very important. Clay, thoughts about what Harish just shared. What do you think? Agree or disagree? Uh, I would, well, I'm, I'm neither going to agree nor disagree. I would just caveat. That's a nice way of saying it. Oh, that's nice. To say, to say <laughs> that, I mean, certainly critical um, for major transformational type projects. Um, but wouldn't you say more than half of what you do, you're, you're sliding it in underneath the, uh, the user's eyes, like they have no idea that, that something so radical has happened in the back end, but, um, but it was really seamless to them? 
I totally agree, Clay. And, you know, those happen for certain aspects. And, you know, you bring up a right point. The way we do things like the technology shift, especially, you know, uh, in our example, when we moved from an on-prem environment to HEC or HANA, uh, when we moved the database platform from our, you know, traditional Oracle database to, you know, a HANA database, it was, there was no impact to the end users, right? There was no change to their business processes. There were no changes to their user experience and all of that. So it was totally under the radar and you basically, you don't need to inform them because it's not really impacting them. But the flip side to it is when you're really moving their, the user interface into the cloud and the entire system is changing, and the business processes are changing, that is where it becomes effective when you have to really come up with a change management strategy. But your point is spot on. It depends on what migration are we talking about. Is it a technology migration or is it more purely a solution migration? And that is what drives you know, what you want to do through change management. Very, very interesting. Thank you for that. Clay, I'm looking at your at your statement number six here. This is interesting. Let's this, talk about a caveat. You say hardware fails. Ah, and while you may never run into a true disaster, don't underestimate your organization's preparedness for such an event. You even add, heck, even the definition of what is and isn't a disaster is often questioned. We, we need to introduce this to our conversation. This isn't the happy part. Yes, we're going to socialize. Everybody's going to adopt. They're going to buy in. This is, you know what happens, and I'm not going to use that word here on the podcast. So things do happen. Clay, we're talking about preparedness to go to the cloud and to succeed in the cloud. So what's your advice here, please? Uh, so, so we assume, we collectively, this is not I mean, not just me, me speaking, uh, like in the IT world, in the cloud world, we assume that failure occurs constantly. That's, that's for example, the nature of hardware. It, it will fail at some point. So the idea is you engineer around the failures with backups, with standbys, with high availability, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the, the best analogy to use is think about, about it like you're flying a plane. Like planes have multiple redundant systems. Can you say multiple and redundant? Anyway, you guys know. <laughs> yes. Um, planes have redundant systems. The strategy on plane is that there's layers of defense. They don't put all their eggs in one basket to say just this has to work 100% of the time. They have multiple levels of defense. And I think, I think the same thing applies for the cloud world. And what I meant in the second part of the statement around um, what is a disaster, like it, honestly, we have that that conversation with companies all the time. What is considered a, a disaster? Is it uh, is it a, a veritable nuclear event? Like um, is the data center off the map, or or is it a disaster that uh, that production has been down for a few minutes? So like it, there's varying levels of of discussion on the duration and. Um, and intensity, and and it's an important conversation. Like it's it's a candid conversation that you have to have as as uh, as cloud vendor and as uh, as company um, to talk more about the what if scenarios. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Before I ask uh, Harish to comment, I want to add in your statement number five, Clay. I think these go together nicely. You say the cloud world moves quickly. Prepare yourself to adapt and adopt 
technological advancements that happen in the middle of a transformation project. Now, this may edge for some people kind of sneak into what, it's a disaster. We thought we were doing this and now we're doing that. But uh, get back to the topic of change management in terms of the tech changes. Is this something that would come into, into uh, if you socialize a project, say, here's what we're going to do. And oops, everything changed overnight. The cloud changed. Anything you want to add there before I get Harish to respond? Well, I mean, before, uh, so to connect those two statements, when you talk about um, adaptation and what happens with mm-hmm. technology in the cloud world and how fast it moves, even from, you know, the beginning of a project, you know, things changing, how I would, how I, I mean, yeah, you could say that there's advances in, you know, Metro DR uh, possibilities and other options like that, but more, you know, as you, as you, as you start a multi-year cloud transformation project, as an example, most certainly, um, virtualization capacities are, are going to increase what you used to have to have to actually buy physical hardware for. Uh, they're going to increase. There's going to be greater automation from the platform. There's going to be, you know, any company may acquire other companies during the middle of the transformation project, and that'll require adaptation from what was originally conceptualized uh, at the beginning of the project. Just be prepared, as all I said. The cloud world moves quickly. Be prepared in the middle of, especially a lengthier project that you may have to adapt and morph. And then back on the disaster side, I'm sure I'm going to have an earful here from from Harish on <laughs> um, on what is and isn't a disaster and um, and ways to prepare yourself for it. That's what we like is provocative statements, Clay. That's why I added those two together. Harish is ready to pounce. Go ahead, Mr. Chavo. We're ready. Uh, thank you, Clay, for actually giving me that hint. Um, but I think it's 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 interesting. I mean, you know, we have to talk about two aspects of it. One is the public cloud, uh, uh, you know, solutions we're talking about. And, you know, the three levels of it, when you really look at it, it's internally hosted systems within your own data centers. And then you moving to a, a, a private hosting or a private cloud solution, which is like HANA Enterprise Cloud. And then the third piece of it is actually moving to a public cloud solution where most of it is already inbuilt and, you know, the technology from a IT or from a you know business standpoint, you really don't really understand where this solution is hosted. You know, what is the underlying technology? You know, what is the disaster recovery strategy? You hardly get into those aspects in a public cloud environment. But when you come to something like a HANA Enterprise Cloud, which is more a private uh, or a public, I mean, I would say a private hosted organization, that's where, you know, you talk about these disaster recovery uh, concerns. And, you know, to, 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 to the statement which Clay had made, we had a, a typical example, you know, we can talk about. And that's where, you know, I would like to stress a little bit from a customer standpoint. In a, in a private hosted environment, you have multiple customers who have their infrastructures in that particular data center. And from an organization which is basically supporting that particular infrastructure, for them, a disaster is something like, you know, the entire data center is inaccessible or there's flooding in that zone and, you know, no customer is is able to basically access any of their systems. And it's going to take time for them to bring up those environments. And that's why they basically invoke a disaster and they basically move everything to a disaster recovery uh, solution, which is basically the secondary data center. And that's where, you know, you access the systems from. But from a customer standpoint, you know, it is 
it is very difficult to understand that mechanism because if the business is down for about 8 hours for them that's a disaster and they would want to invoke a disaster recovery plan because that's how we've invested in saying that hey if something goes wrong to our environment in a particular data center you would be able to call in and say i want to invoke dr i can't stop my business let's move me to the secondary data center and let's get my business running unfortunately it's a different thought process from a, from a i would say a, a data center operation standpoint because it's not easy for them to just move one customer to the secondary data center rather than move everyone to the secondary data center and which is extremely time consuming and it has its own operational you know issues with that and that's where you know the concern is and i think it's extremely important for organizations to think about it from a business standpoint and really invest in saying can we give the flexibility to the business users or to organizations to pick and choose hey you know something went wrong in for my servers i want to just move to the secondary data center and operate from there that kind of flexibility will basically allow the business to run uninterruptedly i would say yeah. or at least with minimal interruption clay so so harish on that though i mean there's one piece you didn't mention whether whether a, a vendor and and cloud uh, whether a vendor and company will ever 100% agree on what is and isn't a disaster i mean if you're at the point of force majeure etc the one piece missing is communication like that that i've noticed because you run into the situation i'm not going to say a disaster as it were but uh, but you have production down situation i mean you have board members to report to you have like you as a as a leader in it reach have have a responsibility to report to board members and you're speaking with your cloud vendors going hey i need an update is is there something you see that the the world would like to know about about best practice for communication in such scenarios yeah i think it's essential it is extremely essential to have that two way communication right it basically allows the customer to talk about the concerns they have for example in our organization payroll is extremely important and we have to pay on a certain date and if let's say you know unfortunately the system has gone down on a pay date it is a disaster for us and and that is what is a driver for us and i think having a two way communication to say that hey is it okay for us to have a system outage for about you know 14 hours or so or is it extremely important the way the situation is should we basically invoke a dr and i think it is extremely important to have that kind of two way communication and based on the understanding allow for you know what should be considered as a dr and invoke the dr strategy i think that that's the key i mean you know as you rightly said we have to communicate we have to understand each other in terms of what the concerns are thank you and by the way clay i just want to level set for our listeners who may not know the french term force majeure m a j e u r e it's often written into a contract and it frees both parties from fulfilling the contract in the case of unforeseeable circumstances that cannot be circumvented or walked around driven around or gotten around even through the cloud. I think we've covered a lot of territory here in our conversation today. What I'd like to do is have you each give me a wrap-up statement. We're talking about how to prepare to move to the cloud, how to succeed as you move in the cloud, and how to make your business better when you're in the cloud. But we're on the getting there part. So Clay Caldwell, any final advice you have for companies that will be listening to us around the world? 
I mean, it's a simple discussion, um, Bonnie. Uh, having a even the, the the thought of what we've talked about here for the last thirty or forty five minutes is it's silly to talk about adopting a cloud strategy. We in in just seeing how cliche it is anymore that people are talking about going to the cloud. Quite quite honestly, like it. What else? What other discussion is there to be had? Like nobody, nobody is going another direction these days. So, um, no, I enjoyed the conversation. There was a lot more that we wanted to discuss. I I was surprised that we got so so much into so much detail on the on the DR topic. Maybe that's something that we come back to at a later point. You and, you and I, reach and have a have a part two, but. No, learned a lot of things here. I really appreciate you having me today, Bonnie. Oh, it's been a wonderful discussion. Harish Chava, final words. You get the last word. <laughs> Thanks, Bonnie. Um, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, if it's a matter of when, right? I mean, everybody, as Clay said, we have to move to the cloud. There's no question about that. There's a lot of technical debt, you know, every organization has sustained over the past, you know, decade or so. But eventually now everybody's realized that cloud is an option and everybody has to adapt because, you know, as I said, you know, organizations who've been with with a particular solution, obviously they've built a lot of customizations around it. And the moment you start talking about cloud strategy and you're fitting your business processes into the cloud, it is going to be challenging. And I think everyone has to go with an open mindset to understand that there's going to be disruption there is going to be change to the business process and they have to take an opportunity for business process improvements and simplifying business processes as we're taking that leap. And this is an opportunity to, to ensure that we're building future better solutions for us. Thank you very much. I want to thank both of you and I want to do a couple of shout outs here. A shout out to Lucas Escudo at SAP. Let's give a round of applause. He organizes these. He's our showrunner, if you will, and our sponsor. And a shout out to Brian Duffy, the president of Rise with SAP. Clay Caldwell, it has been a privilege getting to know you and thank you for sharing so many words of wisdom and insights. And Harish Chava, thank you so much. We loved having you here and also real world reactions to what we're talking about, real world insights into what's really happening with a company that is so important to all of us. I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another episode of Ready, Set, Transform presented by Rise with SAP. Wave goodbye. Bye-bye, Clay. Bye-bye, Harish. Don't go away. Thanks again for tuning in to Ready, Set, Transform, presented by Rise with SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments using the hashtag RiseWithSAP. That's R-I-S-E-W-I-T-H-S-A-P. Or email bonnie.d.graham at voiceamerica.com that's b-o-n-n-i-e dot d dot g-r-a-h-a-m at voiceamerica.com please join host Bonnie D. Graham again on the business channel we wish you a great week <laughs>